morning. It's Monday, February the 9th, and you're listening to another episode of Waken Silent Apostrophe Up with Danny, the only talk show that the Food and Drug Administration has deemed neither a food nor a drug. Well, maybe a drug. We are as addictive as cereal without all of the murder and low in sugar, though we are quite sweet. It's time for the weather. All that snow is finally making its way out of America this morning as it dumped feet of snow into the northeast of the United States. And man, it was a bruiser of a snowstorm. But for some, the fun ain't over. An active weather pattern brought three named winter storms to the U.S. since the beginning of last week and more snow is on the way into early next week. We are watching closely another potential storm this weekend into early next week, which will have a bit of a different flavor than the past few storms, but could still be a major headache if you have travel plans. Let's break down what we know about the system. Mid to late week snow. First, a weak clipper brought a light dusting of snow from the eastern Great Lakes into the interior northeast on Wednesday. At the same time, a separate system continues to sweep east from the central plains to the Midwest, mainly light to moderate snowfall accumulations and forecasts from the plains into the Midwest. After that, this system will sweep into the Northeast, where the question has been whether it would have a significant impact on the region. The answer is yes. Over the next couple of days, some computer models have been showing that this system could spawn yet another area of low pressure off the East Coast. This would result in the potential for more moderate to heavy snow accumulations in parts of New England. Old England is remaining dry. Although the forecast models do show that this low pressure will develop, it appears it will remain too far east to have a major impact on the New England. That said, at least light snowfall accumulations are expected in the northeast through Thursday from the cold front moving through the region. Zipping over to the northwest, we got rain and thunderstorms up in the Seattle-Washington area and over into Idaho. Pretty normal temperatures as we look at the map. A polar vortex has pushed its way out, so we got 51 up in Seattle. 48 in Boise, Minneapolis, 21 degrees. Chicago, 24. Not too bad. New York City, 25. 38 in Washington, D.C., 57 down in Atlanta, Georgia. Nolan's 58. 64 in Miami, Florida, 61 in San Antonio, 59 in Los Angeles, and in San Francisco, the Bay Area, Gina Williams, 60 degrees. Sometimes we mess up the Waking up, Danny, we get it wrong. And when that happens, we say so. Last week, we made some sort of reference to Chicago having eight inches of snowfall and having that being some sort of record. Well, actually, that wasn't true. It was far more than eight inches. I'm not sure what it was, but it wasn't a record and it wasn't eight feet either. So there's that. Apologies. Lines and things. It's time for the news. What does it all mean? Around the world. It's time for the news. I'm waking up with Danny. News. Sam 
Smith, soulful sound and heartbreaking songs resonate with fans, and his breakthrough was solidified when he took home three of the top four Grammy Awards on Sunday, though Beck earned a surprise win for Album of the Year. An Indian woman who discovered she had mostly male chromosomes has given birth to healthy twins after intensive treatment in what doctors said Monday was the, quote, rarest of rare cases, end quote. 32-year-old had an intersex condition in which she had the physical appearance of a woman, but more than 95% XY chromosomes, fertility specialist Sunil Jindal told the AFP. The woman underwent more than 12 months of hormonal and other medicine treatment to develop her infantile uterus to allow her to eventually carry and give birth on Friday to a boy and a girl. This is akin to a male delivering twins, said Jindal by phone, from Meerut City, some 70 kilometers northeast of New Delhi. Yeah, and a Japanese surfer was killed Monday after both his legs were apparently bitten off by a shark in eastern Australia, a day after another man suffered serious injuries in the same area. Police said the 41-year-old died at popular tourist spot Shelley Beach near Bellina, some 187 kilometers south of Brisbane. A group of surfers helped him get out of the water, and first aid was administered, but to no avail. Man died of his injuries right then and there. The stock market! The Dow! Crude prices slipped on Monday as a slump in Chinese imports pointed to lower fuel demand in the world's biggest energy consumer, outweighing falling U.S. oil rig counts and signs of healthy U.S. growth. China's trade performance slumped in January. Exports fell 3.3% from a year while imports tumbled 19.9%, highlighting a deepening slowdown. Global benchmark Brent crude oil for March was down 25 cents at $57.55 a barrel by 8.45 GMT after rising as high as 59.06 earlier in the session. U.S. crude was up 15 cents at $51.84 a barrel, having a hit a session high of $53.40. Again, the main takeaway from the January jobs report is that the potential for a reorientation of Federal Reserve policy rhetoric away from the word patience. The combination of strong economic data during the past year and reports from our middle market clients of plans to increase hiring and boost capital expenditures all point toward the likelihood the Fed will remove the word patience from its policy statement at the March meeting. This will also further shape interest rate expectations around the coming policy shift in June. 
strongest increase of 257,000 in total employment reflects the above trend growth rate of 4.1% during the past three quarters and the decline in the unemployment rate to 5.7% from 6.6% a year ago. Stop the traffic, see what's going on. Stop the traffic, don't wake it up. Pretty good out there. Pretty good. Today in history, a lot of things have happened. Maybe a man flew to the moon. Maybe a baby was saved by a baboon. We'll get to the bottom of this and much, much more on Today in History. I'll wake it up with Danny. History. In 1991, the U.S. Supreme Court agrees to hear the Joseph Doherty case. In 1964, the G.I. Joe character was created. In 1942, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Just kidding, daylight savings wartime goes into effect in the U.S. And in 1895, volleyball was invented by W.G. Morgan in Massachusetts. In 1825, the House of Representatives elects John Quincy Adams as the sixth U.S. President. Births and deaths. People were born and died today. We're gonna talk about it. Waking up with Danny, talking about life and death. Birthdays, 1979, Xiang Ziyi was born. 1945, Mia Farrow. 1944, Alice Walker was born. And 1943, Joe Funny Man Pesci was born like a clown here to amuse. And in 1909, Carmen Miranda was also born. But people also died in 2007. Lois W. Ballard, Native American composer, author, artist, wrote Incident at Wounded Knee. Died of cancer in Santa Fe, New Mexico at 75. 2002, Princess Margaret of England, royalty, dies at 71. Alastair Cameron Crombie, historian of science, dies at 80 in 1996. 1993, David Willis, a British journalist, BBC World Service, dies at 54. In 1980, Antoine Pompey, a Belgian architect, dies at 106 years old. Time for the quote. Extinction is the rule. Survival is the exception. Carl Sagan. And the word of the day, exordium. It's a noun, the beginning or introductory part of anything, especially a discourse, a treatise, etc. From the Latin ex, which is out, from, plus ordery, to begin, the earliest documented use was 1531. Usage, reading the OED, is described in the author's exordium with, quote, I have read the OED so that you don't have to, end quote. Now let's learn a thing or two about a thing or two. And you know you gotta learn something today. Make your life better. The more you know, the more you know. 
Yankovic doesn't regret a whole lot from his career, and that goes for a multi-million dollar beer endorsement, but those millions were tempting. The musical prankster told Mojo Magazine that he was offered $5 million to become the ongoing spokesman for a beer brand. He said, I don't have a whole lot of regrets. A number of years ago, a beer company offered me $5 million back when that was a lot of money. He said he turned it down because, quote, a lot of my fans were young and impressionable. So ethically, I believe I did the right thing, but not a day goes by when I don't think, hmm, an extra five million dollars would really come in handy. Coyote was walking one day when he met Old Woman. She greeted him and asked where he was headed. Just roaming around, said Coyote. You better stop going that way, or you'll meet a giant who kills everybody. Oh, giants don't frighten me, said Coyote, who had never met one. I always kill them. I'll fight this one too, and make an end of him. He's bigger and closer than you think said old woman. I don't care, said Coyote. Deciding that a giant would be about as big as a bull moose and calculating that he could kill one easily. So Coyote said goodbye to old woman and went ahead, whistling a tune. On his way, he saw a large fallen branch that looked like a club. Picking it up, he said to himself, I'll hit the giant over the head with this. It's big enough and heavy enough to kill him. 
He walked on and came to a huge cave right in the middle of the path. Whistling merrily, he went in. Suddenly, Coyote met a woman who was crawling along the ground. What's the matter? he asked. I'm starving, she said, and too weak to walk. What are you doing with that stick? I'm going to kill the giant with it, said Coyote, and he asked if she knew where he was hiding. Feeble as she was, the woman laughed. You're already in the giant's belly. How can I be in his belly? asked Coyote. I haven't even met him. You probably thought it was a cave when you walked into his mouth, the woman said inside. It's easy to walk in, but no one ever walks out. This giant is so big you can't take him in with your eyes. His belly fills a whole valley. Coyote threw his stick away and kept on walking. What else could he do? Soon he came across some more people lying around, half dead. Are you sick? he asked. No, they said. Just starving to death. We're trapped inside the giant. You're foolish, said Coyote. If we're really inside this giant, then the cave walls must be inside of his stomach. We can just cut some meat and fat from him. We never thought of that, they said. You're not as smart as I am, said Coyote. Coyote took his hunting knife and started cutting chunks out of the cave walls. As he had guessed it, they were indeed the giant's fat and meat, and he used it to feed the starving people. He even went back and gave some meat to the woman he had first met. Then all the people imprisoned in the giant's belly started to feel stronger and happier, but not completely happy. You fed us, they said, and thanks. But how are we going to get out of here? Don't worry, said Coyote. I'll kill the giant by stabbing him in the heart. Where is his heart? It must be around here someplace. Look at the volcano puffing and beating over there, someone said. Maybe it's the heart. So it is, friend, said Coyote, and began to cut at this mountain. Then the giant spoke up. Is that you, Coyote? I've heard of you. Stop this stabbing and cutting and let me alone. You can leave through my mouth. I'll open it for you. I'll leave, but not quite yet, said Coyote, hacking at the heart. He told the others to get ready. As soon as I have him in his death throes, there will be an earthquake. He'll open his jaw to take a last breath, and then his mouth will close forever. So be ready to run out fast. Coyote cut a deep hole in the giant's heart and lava started to flow out. It was the giant's blood. The giant groaned and the ground under the people's feet trembled. Quick now, shouted the coyote. The giant's mouth opened and they all ran out. The last one was the wood tick. The giant's teeth were closing on him, but coyote managed to pull him through at the last moment. Look at me, cried the wood tick. I'm all flat. It happened when I pulled you through, said Coyote. You'll always be flat from now on. Be glad you're alive. I guess I'll get used to it, said the wood tick. And he did. That was Coyote Kills a Giant. A Navajo tale from the long collection of tales about Coyote.
then that's going to do it for this episode of Waking Up with Danny. I'll be out next week on vacation. Next show will be February 23rd, 2015. Thanks for joining me, and thanks for the questions. I'll be answering them when I'm back on the 23rd. Keep them coming. Tweet at upwithdanny or email danny at wakingupwithdanny.com.